Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Super pumped as always to be in your ears, and I cannot wait. I had a doctor friend, actually an uh, alumna of the EntreMD Business School, come visit me in Atlanta, and we had such a beautiful conversation. Um, but she asked me a question that got me thinking, and after I I answered her and all, I said, you know what, I'm going to give that a little thought and you know, work out a more comprehensive answer. And I figured, hey, I'd come in, I'd come and share it with you. And really what it was is she talked about something that she wanted to do and it's so beautiful and so inspiring and it's really going to change things and shake up things. And I was like, that is so amazing. Like, I'm with you, do it, right? And and I said, and don't be, you know, don't be fooled by maybe what you see with EntreMD now or the EntreMD Business School, that really the EntreMD Business School started with a meeting of nine people, okay, nine people, six doctors and three medical students on September 28th, 2018. And really, that's the way it started. We we got together at um, Little Italy's, which is a, a restaurant in Atlanta. I have no idea if it's a chain. It might be in other places. But we got there and we met and, you know, four years later, here we are. Like that little meeting became a Facebook community of over 2,000 people. It became a podcast with over 330,000 downloads. It became an, a business school that s- has served over 200 doctors. It became a book that sold over 2,000 copies. It's a full-on movement, really. But I'm like, it all started it all started with six doctors and three medical students in a little restaurant in Atlanta. You know what I mean? And then so she asked me a question. She said, "So, but how did something that little become this? Like how how did that happen?" And so I gave her an answer, um but that answer is for her, okay? So that that's her treat. But I wanted to unpack some of the things I have consistently done over the years. And for you, what I hope you would do is that you'd apply this to your business, you apply this to what you do, and really help it become all it has the potential to be, right? And um, that's really what I'm hoping that you'd get out of this. And I'm just gonna give it to you, okay? All right, so the first thing is, I owned the vision. I owned the vision. There is something about doing something that's not just transactional, um, is not just to make a buck. Now, please, I will always stop and say this because doctors, we don't have our bigger problems, not with helping people. We have no problem helping people. That's why we became doctors. But we are happy to help people and make no money. And 
I don't stand for that philosophy at all. I believe that thought process is part of the reason why we are where we are in medicine. That is the reason why there's so much burnout. There's no financial security. Uh, people don't enjoy medicine anymore. A, a lot of that is linked to serving and not earning. Like I should serve and I should serve at my expense, uh, the expense of my finances, my health, my family, and all of that. And I do not stand for that at all, at all. So I want to be very clear that when I talk about something more than money, we're, we still serve and earn. We serve number one, we earn number two. Okay, it's not number seven, it's not number 14. It's right there, right next to serving. Okay, but there's something about owning a vision, owning a mission, owning a purpose, and not being willing to accept failure as an option, right? And so when I started thinking about EntreMD, I saw this business as something that will solve a problem for a million physicians, I saw it as something that will change the narrative for physicians. I saw it as something that will help them have financial security, that will give them back their time freedom, and so that they can enjoy life and enjoy being doctors, like do both. So I, I, I was really in tune with the vision, right? So beyond helping the individual and beyond making money, there was this vision. I had a really strong sense of it. I had a strong sense of the opportunity cost of not embracing my vision. And that means somebody could, who could have a thriving private practice doesn't. Um, that means somebody who could be the CEO of their own brand and function as an entrepreneur hates medicine and quits. I was very clear on that. And so the thing is, well, how did you get clear? And clarity really comes for me, comes from thinking about it, extrapolating and doing, right? And so when I first started, I remember I would say that I wanted to help 80,000 doctors. And and the reason where, you know, earlier it was 80,000, now it's, it's 100,000 is really because it's a percentage, right? I want to help 10% of physicians because I know if I help 10%, then that becomes um, the thing that topples everything, right? You can change a culture if you can change 10% of the people. But when I said that, when I owned the 80,000, I had no idea how I was going to do that, like none, but I was gonna do it. I had no idea. I was still super shy. I was not, I was confident in what I was doing at the time, but I wasn't confident I could do that. But I just owned it. I was like, but I have to, I have to do this. I have to do this. And you might say, well, Dr. Una, what, you know, you're doing something different. I run a private practice or, you know, I'm not seeing that big. I don't know that it has to be that big. I think that's just my assignment. That's my calling, if you will. For instance, when I was in my private practice, I, I still, when I was in my private practice, I'm still in my private practice, but earlier, right? Earlier in my private practice, I still had to find the purpose in it. Right. And I had a few things. One of them is I've always been really big on personal development. So what I'm doing with the Entrepreneur Business School, I've always been doing it in some shape or form since I was a kid. Okay. And so for me, I would have my staff read books. I would have all these training meetings with them. I would have these things, you know, events. I would expose them to stories. I would tell them it's all my thing is 
at the end of their day, they will say, there was this company I worked with, Ivy League Pediatrics. And in that place, the foundation for who I am now was set. It's so crazy. But that for me, that, that was my thing. And so for everyone who came through to be somebody who would make a stop, make a mark in everyone's lives and help them to get better, I would teach them budgeting. So, some of them, there were seasons when I would pay for them to go to learn these money skills and things like this. It's just crazy. But that was my thing, right? And we were really heavy into philanthropy. So because I own my own practice, I'm able to give at a much higher capacity. And so for me, that vision of I'm changing the lives of my staff. I'm changing the lives of my students because I used to buy books and store them in my office, especially for the teenagers. And when they would come in, I'm like, this is a book you should read. I'll tell them to pull out their phone. This is a podcast you need to listen to. And all that starts changing the lives beyond what I was doing in medicine. And that doesn't have to be for you. For me, that that's my thing, right? You know, because I could do that and because I could give at a high capacity, the practice had to work. Do you see what I mean? Because the ripple effect of it is just so huge. And so it was beyond just seeing patients and going home and, you know, all of that. I just had this purpose, right? And so for your business, this is something you want to think about. What is the purpose? It doesn't have to be some grand, unique thing nobody's ever heard about. It just needs to be true to you right? What is the purpose? What makes it, what will make it meaningful? What will make your practice seem like your legacy, right? What is that? You may know it already. You may need to take a few walks, especially if you're an introvert and figure it out, but you want to think about that. You want to think about that because that's what will make you go the extra mile. That's what would make you stand in the hard times. That's what will make you see things that others don't see, right? Like you just can't, you just can't quit right? Okay. So that's one. And you can't keep it small. You can't keep it the same. It can, like it, it make, it gives you the driver, right? Okay. So that's number one. Number two, number two is I have been a relentless, relentless evangelist of EntreMD, right? Relentless. I've talked about it and talked about it to all kinds of people in all kinds of places. I have never stopped. Sometimes I felt like a broken record because it's my message. So I eat, breathe, sleep, talk this thing all the time, but I have not stopped. And, you know, it's looked different in different seasons, but it's always been there. We're talking thousands of emails, thousands of social media posts, hundreds of YouTube videos. At last count, it was like 500 YouTube videos. Um, we're talking about 270 podcast episodes. You know, like it, it's just insane. The number of stages I've spoken on, the number of virtual summits I've spoken on, the number of events I've put on myself, the number of masterclasses I've done, relentless evangelists. Whenever I bump into doctors, whenever I bump into people who know doctors, relentless and I want you to think about your business. What if you were a relentless evangelist, always talking about it, giving up that, oh, I'm shy, or, oh, I'm an introvert, or I don't want to bother people, or, but I've said that before. What if you gave all of that up? And you, and I use the word evangelist on, purp on purpose. Well, one, because that's, you know, is, is, is an appropriate word for, to describe what I'm doing, but also... I want you to think about it, okay? Now, I don't know about all the faiths, so I'm going to use my faith, and I'm a Christian. If you think about it, 
at Christmas is the same message. Easter, the same message. The same message. Want to talk to people about becoming Christians is the same message. But they say it over and over and over and over and over again. What if you did the same for your brand? What if you're like, these are the main, you know, the five main pillars of my content. And I just talk about that over and over and over and over again. Um, is Ed Milet, I heard say this, and I thought it was brilliant. Like it changed my life. He said, marketing is not about saying new things to old people. It's about saying old things to new people. And I'll say that again, marketing is not about saying new things to old people. It's about saying old things to new people, right? And so you're constantly looking for people and you're constantly spreading your word and you're constantly talking about your brand constantly. I am a relentless evangelist and I want to invite you to do the same. Relentless, okay? So that's number two. Number three, number three is consistent innovation. I don't know that, that, Entree MD, or let me speak for myself, right? Because I'm not Entree MD, but you know, Entree MD comes out of me. But I have not been the same person in two 90 day containers. No, nope, not at all. That that doesn't happen. I change. I up level. I become better in delivery right? There are people who are on their third year in the EntreMD Business School. And they will tell you that there is no relationship between the product they have now and the product they started with. None. No. When I say no relationship, I mean, the foundation is still there, but it looks so different. And there've been so many improvements and so many add-ons. And because I'm constantly thinking, how can I make things better for my clients? I'm constantly thinking, how can I help them get results faster? How can I get obstacles out of their way faster? How can I help them get these concepts faster? So I'm constantly innovating, constantly innovating. And that is part of what it takes, right? For people to follow you and people to continue to follow you and people to continually get bigger and bigger results. That's what it takes. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to EntreMDBusinessSchool.com. And now for the rest of the episode. When I think about the EntreMD Business School, there's so many things that happen now. Like we have monthly challenges that are designed to create momentum that didn't exist. We have a book project, a collaboration book that was not in the works. We have live events 
life events, that was not part of the Entree Business School at all. And we started with a vision retreat, which was the first one we did. And then we added on a business makeover mastermind. So now we have two events a year. And then we started doing these um, smaller groups called success groups, where people come together weekly. And it's mostly about implementation. All these things are things that came after. It was not in the, in, in the initial product at all, right? And so it's constant innovation, constant Okay, consistent innovation. So that's the that's the third thing. And you can do that in your business too. And it's not about adding shiny things because again, it's focused on your client. How can I get them bigger, better results? Right. And whatever is required to do that is the innovation. Right. So the innovation is not adding cool gadgets and all those kind of things. It's about what can I do to get them bigger results? Right. Okay. And then the fourth thing is high-level investments in my personal development, high, high-level investments. And for me, the way I look at it, I feel the responsibility of a lid, right? And I'll explain what I mean by that. So I help physicians build six and seven-figure businesses, okay? That's what I help them do. And for me to do that, I have to keep up leveling because I see myself as an example of what is possible. So I, I keep up leveling my results. I keep up leveling my capacity. I keep up leveling all of those things because when I do that, I can turn around and say, okay, this is what I did. This is a result I got. This is how you can do it. This is possible for you if you want it if you want it. And so sometimes, a lot of times, the goals that I set in my business are not, they're not necessarily personal goals per se, but they're goals that will help somebody else believe. They're goals that will help somebody else shatter a glass ceiling. And so to do that, I invest heavily, right? Because I don't want to be the cap for someone else. And you might think, well, nobody has a real cap, but that is why we have examples though, right? And so a, a doctor I was talking with recently said, like all the way up to high school, I never saw an African-American physician. So I did not see it as something that was within the realm of possibility for me. So I wanted to be in healthcare and I thought, well, I'll just have to be a nurse. Now, nothing wrong with nursing, but understand that there was that lid because there was no example, right? And so for me, I want to be a billboard that shows people, oh my goodness, just shatter the glass ceiling. There is no ceiling there, right? And that, that's, that's really what I want to do. And so I invest. I invest really heavily, whether that is in coaching, whether that is in masterminds, whether that's in the books that I read, the experiences I allow, allow myself have, I invest very heavily. And so when I invite people to join the EntreMD Business School, for instance, um, and they're like, wow, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I invested like four times that this year already, right? Like, and I'm not saying that to say any, anything other than I invest a lot. I, I invest a lot so that I can continually become better because when I'm better, the brand is better. The results I get people, that's better. And they tell other people and the movement grows and all of those things, right? And so the, the idea here is sharpen yourself, sharpen yourself so you can be the sharp tool 
that can create the result that you're looking for, right? Okay, so that's number four. And then number five is I made a commitment to keep climbing even though I was scared. So people are like, how do you overcome fear? I'm like, what? I've done everything I've done afraid, everything. I have not allowed myself to come to the place where I have no fear because I constantly embrace things that are scary. And so starting a podcast was scary for me because I was like, oh my goodness, my thoughts will be all the way out there and I can't take them back. And what if nobody likes it? And, you know, things like that. It was scary. It's it's hard to think of it now that it was scary, but it was scary. Being on stage, again, introverted, introvert was always scary for me. Haven't let it stop me. And funny enough, even though I've been on so many stages, when I go on a stage, a lot of times it's either a different audience or I want to deliver a talk in a way I haven't delivered it before. So I'm almost always scared before I go up stage because I'm doing something I haven't done before, right? Writing a book was scary. Oh yeah, writing a book was scary. Telling people I am the founder of the EntreMD Business School was so scary because I'm like, come on, like who's fooling who? right? Harvard has a business school. Emory has a business school. Dr. Una has a business school. Like, what are you talking about? And so that was scary. I'm raising my prices. That was scary. You know, telling people fly out to Hilton Head, we are having a vision retreat and it's going to be the best ever. That was scary. And I have never stopped. I keep embracing one scary thing after the other because all the magic is outside my comfort zone, right? And so I'm willing to say yes to the next level every single time. Like, so we're here, we've accomplished this, this is great. What is next, right? And I say yes to it. Now, I'm not saying that to say it takes me five minutes to say yes. In fact, there are some things that it took me four months, five months, nine months before I finally said yes. But I always say yes, right? I always say yes. And so when I look at these things, when I think about the question she asked me, like, how how did you build this? How come that little thing became this thing? I own the vision as a relentless evangelist. I was consistently innovative. I did high-level investments in my personal development, high levels. And I kept climbing even though I was scared. I kept saying yes to 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. I just kept saying yes. And, you know, this is one of these episodes where I want to invite you to to do the same. I want to invite you to own your business, to own your idea, to own your brand, to own the impact it can make in the world, own your legacy. Like what is more beautiful than having your legacy, your vehicle for financial and time freedom all rolled up in one? Like how beautiful is that? I tell people I have never worked a day in EntreMD, ever. I haven't because I'm doing my life's work. I'm growing. I'm loving the person I'm becoming, like loving the confidence, loving the skills I'm acquiring, loving my ability to help people, loving my ability to disrupt the narrative for physicians, loving it all. Like imagine that. And that could be you with whatever it is you're doing. My business is not a framework for you. It's just an example. But the world 
needs your business. It has mine. It needs yours. Yours doesn't have to be like mine. Yours can be yours and it can change the world. Like it really can change the world. And so say yes to it, own it, talk about it everywhere. Ask people to come work with you, be innovative, invest in yourself and listen. If you're a doctor and you want to build a business and you're like, I've tried, I've had this dream for five years, or you've started it and you're like, I hit a hundred thousand, I haven't been able to go beyond that. I hit a million, I haven't been able to go beyond that. There is a place for you. It's called the EntreMD Business School. All right. Come join us. I mean, there is story after story after story of doctors who cross 100,000, cross 200,000, cross 300,000, cross a million, cross 2 million. We have a doc at 7 million now. I mean, like, there is a place for you, right? There's a place for you where you'll be implementing all these things that we just talked about. And so if you've been thinking about it, go apply on tramd.com forward slash business. Go apply. It will change your life. It's changed the life of hundreds of doctors. It will change your life, okay? So this is what is possible for you. A brand, a business that is your legacy. Your legacy. And it can impact so many people. It can change so many lives. And it'll create financial freedom for you. And it'll create time freedom for you. And it'll be the vehicle you use to become the best version of yourself. And oh my goodness, there is so much on the inside of you. Like if that were to come out and you see it is so beautiful. That could be your story. That could be your story. So I invite you to do these things. I invite you to be part of the movement. So share this episode with another doctor in your life. And if you've been thinking about the school, come join us. Okay, I am rooting for you a thousand percent committed to your success. I cannot wait to see you thrive. I cannot wait to see you take ownership of your part and create your own change. I feel doctors are some of the most amazing humans on the planet. And we have so much in us and we have such a heart of service that once we get the business system figured out, we're unstoppable. And the good we can do in this world is unbelievable. So Say yes to your vision. Say yes to it. Say yes to all the other things I showed you. And I can't wait to celebrate you. Okay. All right. Share this episode and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine, one podcast episode at a time.